Welcome to The Cloakroom. This is a podcast brought to you by The Daily Iowan covering national politics. I'm your host, Jake Nemmers, and today in The Cloakroom, we are joined with the politics editor of The Daily Iowan, Julia Shanahan. Julia, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So today on The Cloakroom, we're going to be diving into some listener questions from University of Iowa students and staff members, um, just kind of covering some different questions um, about the caucus, like the Iowa caucuses that are coming up on February 3rd. So, Julia, first off, do you mind just kind of covering kind of what a caucus is and why it's important to caucus? Yeah, so the most common question I get all the time from people who read our coverage is, what is a caucus and how exactly does it work? So instead of a primary, Iowa uses a caucus, which is run by the political parties and party members show up at, to a designated precinct location at 7 p.m. on caucus night, where they organize themselves based on candidate preference. And then after your first expression of preference, if your candidate is not viable, meaning if they did not get 15% of the support of the people at your caucus precinct, other supporters of other candidates can try to convince you to support their candidate. So that's very simply how it works. Um, What an Iowan will tell you why it is important to caucus is because Part of the whole caucus culture is to have that open discussion with your friends, family, neighbors about why they support a certain candidate and why you should as well. Right. So why why do you think it is uh, important then for first time caucus goers to, I guess, experience a political process like this? Yeah. So I know the question we had submitted was why should new voters go? And it is important to... Um, established that when you're caucusing, you're not exactly voting. Since it's an expression of preference um, run by the political parties, it's not an official vote run by the state. Um, But it is a really good um, political experience. Um, It's an interesting process. If someone young is interested in politics, um, it definitely is a good experience to be able to hear from some of the more seasoned caucus goers um, why they are so dedicated and why they show up every year. Right. So how can you be sure then um, if you're eligible to caucus? Like what are the qualifications to be able to go? So to be eligible to caucus, you have to be registered to vote in Iowa. And in order to caucus either for a Republican candidate or a Democrat, you have to be registered with those political parties. So if you're at, if you're 17 years old and will be 18 by the time the general election happens, you can caucus. Um, If you have an Iowa address, then you're eligible to register to vote. You can do that at the caucus location. If you're planning on registering to vote at the caucus location, I would suggest getting there early. You will have to declare a political party. So if you want to caucus for a Democrat, you're going to have to be a registered Democrat. Right. So we've got a couple other uh, questions um, that we got in here kind of dealing with more what happens to the car or what what happens in the caucus once you're there um, so I guess this first thing is kind of a fun question I haven't heard yet but are you allowed to film inside your caucus location when you're um, participating yeah so this is actually a question I also got a couple days ago by a woman who is traveling from out of state who was also wondering if she could just sit and observe the caucuses since it is a public event you can sit and observe and you can film Um, When you walk in, they'll ask you if you're there to caucus and you'll just let them know that you're an observer. Right. So what about the length of the caucus? Like how long do you think people could expect to try to, um, I guess, kind of gauge like how long they're going to be out at the event? That's a great question. That's a question that I don't think a lot of people know. Um, It is very dependent on the year. 
there's a lot of candidates this year. Um, so I think it's pretty safe to say that'll be a lengthier process, but it's really hard to put an exact number on that. Mm -hmm. And also uh, with caucus caucusing this year um, in the news lately, there's been uh, a lot of different news surrounding the Iowa caucuses with some changes and updates um, the state has made to the way that we caucus. So can you talk to me a little bit more about what satellite caucusing is? So the Iowa Democratic Party created the satellite caucus option when the DNC expressed concerns about the accessibility of the Iowa caucuses. Since it's a caucus and not a primary vote. There's no absentee ballot option. So technically by DNC standards, it doesn't meet the right qualifications in order to be an official result, if that makes sense. So the Iowa Democratic Party created a satellite caucus option, which means they set up caucus precincts in places like hospitals and nursing homes. So people who might not be able to leave their house at, to get somewhere at 7 p.m. could still have a chance to caucus. It also created more locations to start at 5.30 p.m. rather than 7 p.m. And it also just created more options of places to go on caucus night. The other interesting thing about the satellite caucus is that if you're not in Iowa, but you're registered to vote in Iowa, so let's say you're vacationing in like California, if you get enough Iowans in California to form a precinct, then you can also caucus in California. And I know there's going to be a satellite caucus location in Scotland, and I think there's another um, caucus location that Iowans created in another country in Europe. Um, I know there's a couple in Florida. So that's the other um, interesting aspect of this new satellite caucus option. Very interesting. So. What other changes, um, I guess, are incorporated into uh, caucuses and stuff this year in Iowa? Um, I know satellite caucuses we just talked about and uh, the new rule with um, viable candidate or having like an unviable candidate or if you decide to be um, like maybe decide to caucus for undecided. Um, are some other changes? Can you touch a little bit more on, um, I guess, those areas? Yeah, so something that a lot of people are talking about is that this year, if you caucus for a candidate and then they're viable after the first expression of preference, you cannot switch candidates. So you're locked in to that candidate. So let's say the first expression of preference, I caucus for Elizabeth Warren and Elizabeth Warren is viable. I cannot, I cannot change my preference and then go caucus for like Andrew Yang. I am locked into Elizabeth Warren. And so what a lot of people are concerned about is that this rule also applies to the undecided category. So what a lot of Iowans like to do is they like to show up and caucus undecided and let the other people there convince them who they should support. But if undecided gets at least 15% of the support at the caucus precinct, then you're locked into undecided and you cannot change after the first expression of preference. Also, Julia then, so one of the biggest questions I think that I've gotten um, over the last couple of months before the caucuses um, is people being concerned about where their caucus will actually be held and how they find out that information. So how might people be able to go about and figure out where their precinct is to be able to caucus? So there's a lot of different ways to figure out where your caucus precinct is. One of the easiest ways is to go on the Iowa Secretary of State website where they have a tab that says find your precinct slash polling place and you will type in your zip code and then it will give you a location. You can also go to dailyiowan.com slash 2020 caucuses and we have an interactive map to show you where to show up on caucus night. All right, Julia, thank you so much for stopping in the cloakroom today.
if you guys have any uh, other questions maybe uh, that happen to be along the lines of why uh, Iowa is the first in the nation to um, hold anything like a caucus or kind of what the significance of why Iowa goes first, you can check out our older um, podcast episode called Caucus Culture where we sit down with Professor David Redlosk and discuss kind of the history and origins of the Iowa caucus. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time on The Cloakroom.